The Florida Panthers make it a game against the Carolina Hurricanes with mostly AHL players. We ask, what is Gregory Denisenko's future with the organization? And what is Paul Maurice's approach towards the next two preseason games? Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into this Thursday, September 28th edition of the Locked On Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers Podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez from the Hockey News, and you can follow me on X at Monoman12. Follow the show account on X and Instagram at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And shout out to the everydayers who come back here and get your daily Florida Panthers fix. So, Cats fans, the Florida Panthers are through three preseason games out of eight. So, almost at the halfway point. And as of this recording at 1.44 p.m. On a, on a Thursday, we are 14 days away from opening night. Grigory Denisenko days away from opening night, which we will get later into the show. And if you're a Panthers fan out there, we are going to continue posting the link to ranking the best Florida Panthers, best players to ever put on a Florida Panthers sweater. We will start that content next week, going five five players per, per day uh, to, to, to discuss who is the greatest Florida Panthers player of all time. But let's get right into the game on Wednesday night between the Florida Panthers and the Carolina Hurricanes from PNC Arena. The Florida Panthers did have morning skate in Coral Springs before flying. So they flew the, the, the day of uh, the game and just came back uh, that, that same that same night. So uh, it's going to happen quite a lot during the preseason, during their uh, away games out it, it, early on. I'm assuming they're going to be doing that same thing uh, before their game in Orlando next Tuesday uh, because they did it two years ago where they had morning skit and then they flew their uh, mid-afternoon flight Likely won't do that for the Nova Scotia game, uh, for the Kraft Hockeyville game on Sunday, but li- likely that's going to be what the travel schedule is for the Florida Panthers. But through 40 minutes, the Florida Panthers had a one nothing lead against the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, the goal that Jerry Mayhew uh, got on, on the on on the power play for the Panthers, uh, 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 an open lane to the net. Brett Pesci comes in to try to uh, block a, a shot. But then it redirects his uh, off his stick and into the net. But for the Panthers, let let's even before that goal, the the Carolina Hurricanes and, and the Florida Panthers really had a hard time settling into this game, giving up a lot of shots. Spencer Knight was sharp early. His uh his lateral movement was great, reading off of uh off of feeds cr- cross ice feeds really well. There was one specific stop that he had on Perlini uh very early on into into the fir- first period. So Spencer Knight looked sharp uh, in in this one. played the, played the whole game uh, in, in this one. And for for Spencer, you're not you're not going to put a, really anything uh, uh, of of the blame on, on this one. Stopping stopping. Uh, how, how many? Let me check how many shots he stopped specifically. He went 27 of 30 uh, on on the night uh, against the Carolina Hurricanes. But the really of 
of for Spencer, the rebound control was was there, and and when it and when you, when you think about the first thirteen minutes of the first period, the eleven shots on goal that he faced, four of them being on the PK, the Panthers were trapped in their own zone, and but still he stood tall. And then once the Florida Panthers got that goal by Jerry Mayhew. The Florida Panthers only allowed one shot on goal the rest of that period, so the Florida Panthers were really starting to settle settle down. As far as other players who st- who stood out for for this one as as well, uh, Skylar Brindamore right uh, playing right in front of his dad, taking a picture with him prior to the game, just coming off of uh, a national championship with Pin- Quinnipiac, and then facing his uh, his teammate in Yaniv Peretz, who uh, who came into the game midway through. Uh, for the Carolina Hurricanes and and all, it's tried to between the legs. A goal had a, quite a few, uh, had a, a chance between the legs. Spoke about it after the game how he didn't think it was that quality of an opportunity right in front. But great great story, and he's going to be facing off against his dad's team uh, on Friday once once again. So pretty pretty cool uh, that that we are we are going to be uh, seeing this. Other players who did impress, Brett Ritchie got a few. A few opportunities right in front. There was a one-timer chance that was stopped by Antiranta. Um, was great to um, getting the the retrieving the puck in the end boards. Alexander True got a, a, him a setup right in front, and also was tied with the Panthers in hits uh, for 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 this game uh, along with uh, Casey Fitzgerald. So the physicality was there for the Florida Panthers. Yeah, they were outpossessed. They they were they, but despite being outpossessed, the AHL. Panthers who played in this one versus mostly mostly regulars for the Carolina Hurricanes. They were getting in front of pucks, and and even though the Carolina Hurricanes were living in the slot more often than the Panthers were, the the Carolina Hurricanes took away the middle of the ice. I'm just looking at natural stat trick for for uh, Wednesday's game. Whew, it's a big uh, discrepancy in slot opportunities that the Carolina Hurricanes had versus the Florida Panthers and, and also, and Brett Ritchie, going back to him, I thought that the Florida Panthers should have had a power play when Brandon Lemieux got w- went uh, to the box for goalie interference. And then uh, Brett Ritchie got, went to the box as well for roughing. I mean, and Brandon Lemieux is one of those players that are, is really hard to like, honestly. Um, if you, if you ask Brady Kachuk uh, what happened a few years ago when uh, Brandon Lemieux was on the Kings, uh, yeah, you you uh, look up that rant on on YouTube. Uh, what 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 Brady Kachuk had to say about it, and Matt Kirstead. I, I thought he had a great game as well. He he was jumping on into the into the rush as well. His stick was in great position. He didn't get lost in his own zone. John Ludwig has three had three shot block block shots on on on, on the night, and there there's a lot of key ones on on the penalty kill as as well. So and there was a sequence where William Lockwood. Uh, had two opportunities in the in the same shift and was was quick to uh, retrieving pucks. I mean, we spoke about this during the conference final that both the Florida Panthers and the Carolina Hurricanes were more of the opportunistic bunches as far as getting their shot qualities um, when when it comes to scoring opportunities. Not a high possession team, not like the run and gun Florida Panthers that were back in 2022 uh, for when they won the President's Trophy. But as far as five on five, which this game was spent a lot on the, the the pk with the carolina hurricanes going to the going on the power play four times the panthers twice even though they got a score there but five on five 
what for what the Florida Panthers had. You can't be too upset about the, the result tonight, tonight um, last night uh, for for the Panthers. I mean, thirty eight to thirty two, Corsi four percentage, fifty fifty almost fifty five percent, and throughout the playoffs, I mean, I believe Carolina was at like a forty seven percent clip, but they were still very opportunistic on their scoring chances. The Florida Panthers were in the same ballpark around there during the postseason, and without uh, Sebastian Ajo, Andre Sveshnikov is still recovering from his ACL. Uh, injury and Dimitri Orloff did not play for the the Carolina Hurricanes and of the three goals which because the Carolina Hurricanes scored on on an empty netter uh towards the end of the game really you you could only really put one on Spencer Knight the the second one where uh Ryan Suzuki got got the got the puck at the end boards basically walked walked towards the front of the net Spencer Knight commits low there's 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 opening up high and then Ryan Suzuki goes high probably uh probably misread that one a little bit as a uh, Spencer Knight for that one but you know I'm the one on the power play uh where where Nason got the the goal that was just beautiful passing from the Carolina Hurricanes on that power play and and really uh you had to be you had it was going to be really hard to stop that shot by uh by Nason and Michael Bunting um uh, the the two on one that the Florida Panthers had, then th- excuse me three on one, and then Michael Bunting breaks it up and goes three on one the other way, and it's really hard to uh, for for the Carolina Hurricane for the for Spencer Knight to stop that 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 two 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 on one that the Carolina Hurricanes had. So really, the the Spencer Knight without him, this score is a lot worse, and he was the 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 story of the of the game for the, the Florida Panthers and you got to feel good about Spencer Knight uh coming coming into the the regular season still there's nothing as far as confirmation on what his he what his status is going to be as far as making the opening night roster being waivers exempt but if we, if we see him play to this level of the first two games you know you uh you can make you can make a really good argument of of him put um, making the opening night roster. We still have not seen Anthony Stellars in a game. We likely will see him in uh, maybe the game on Friday against the Carolina Hurricanes or the Kraft Hockeyville game on October first against the Ottawa Senators. And Paul Maurice did say that he the goalies will go a full sixty the rest of the way, so we don't have to worry about the the mid- midway point of the game. And then, and then, uh, um, coming uh, another goalie coming into the game. So that that is what Paul Maurice's approach is there. But in segment number two, we are going to discuss more about other players who did not do so well in last night's four to one loss for the Florida Panthers against the Carolina Hurricanes. We're going to discuss that more here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. But first, we're going to tell you all about. DoorDash. Are you missing the syrup for your pancakes or just ran out of your favorite coffee creamer? With DoorDash Grocery Delivery, you can get what you want right when you need it. Love the convenience of getting what you want right at your door? With DoorDash Grocery Delivery, you can stock up for the week or or order last-minute cravings conveniently. Burnt your last piece of toast? Avocados gone bad? Or the hot sauce bottle empty? Try Grocery Delivery from DoorDash, where you'll get everything you want delivered when you need it right to your door. You'll, you've trusted DoorDash to deliver your restaurant favorites, and now you can get grocery delivery that actually delivers too. With thousands of grocery stores to choose from, you'll find it 
to the best in your neighborhood and boost your local economy with each and every order. You'll get exactly what you ordered or we'll make it right. So sit back, enjoy quality groceries just like you picked them yourself. What more value? You'll save on all your grocery and restaurant favorites with $0 delivery free on all eligible orders with the DoorDash membership. Get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to $20 value when you use promo code LOCKED at checkout. Limited time offer. Terms apply. That's 50% off up to $20 minimum subtotal and zero delivery fees on your first order when you order on the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter promo code LOCKED. Don't forget, that's code LOCKED for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. Segment number two here on this Thursday, September 28th edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you once again for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day here on a Thursday. And the line of Kevin Stenland, Mackie Samuskevich, and Grigory Denisenko, as I mean, the Panthers, you know, when you're going up against a, a, a team that's more NHL regulars versus what the Panthers had. There are certain expectations that come. And Paul Maurice even spoke about, which we'll get more about about his uh, perspective uh, later on in the show about how he's approaching the next two games. But nothing for the for for him. It's really about what kind of habits and they can they create and what's uh, what the Panthers are doing as far as committing to listening to coaches and communicating with teammates. That's really the biggest takeaway that he wants when it comes to training camp. It's not all about results for as far as game points, you name it. I mean, Mackie Samuskevich getting two goals in the first one, this, this, uh, and again, it's also really about the, the players you play with too, uh, as well. But, the Stenlin, Denisenko, Mackie Savaskevich line, uh, Corsi four on five on five, out five to five to fifteen, twenty five percent in ten minutes and thirty one seconds of five on five, and the only opposition on Wednesday to outshoot the other was the Dalpy, Brindamore, and Lockwood line, which once again William Lockwood has looked great through the first two games. Skylar Brindamore uh, with, with, with showing off his speed for someone who's huge you, he's you really big player on the ice so is kevin stenland kevin stenland he looks just bigger than anyone else a really strong four checker um for for the florida panthers but as far as Gregor, gregory denisenko just as, as really doesn't stand out in as far as what what he brings to the table i mean denisenko 511 186 and he's 23 years old and he was drafted just five years ago. It's been five years for the Panthers. It's and and with Grigory Denisenko, spent a lot of his time with the AHL. Called up a few years ago. Um, called up during the 2021 season, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but hasn't played much. Even even uh, even with his and he's battled injuries in the AHL. I mean, took a shot off his 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 kneecap and finished the game. Even <laughs> so, toughness isn't an issue. For Gregorian Denisenko, he plays above his size, but as far as Wednesday and and the and the doubleheader, you don't see him getting you you see him getting beat in his board battles. You don't see him 
you don't you don't see him out muscling other guys but you also see uh, when he does get behind that he's a little too stick happy and that that that's a result of going to the box twice in, in this in the in Wednesday's game so and that line we we talked about the Corsi four percentage but shots for and shots against the opposition had nine they had one total throughout that whole game and you know there's there's dif- different elements and there's three different players as well on that same line <laughs> in Stenlin who's who's not the fastest skater Mackie Semeskevich who is who is a cr- cr- incredible on his edges and uh and Grigory Densenko with for for him the question is what's next for him because he's on a one-way deal and i asked the question on on x does gregory denisenko make the opening night roster and last time i checked actually i haven't checked that since last night and i believe like over 55 percent of you guys said that he does not make it uh the opening night roster but the way i phrased the question was does he make it and a lot of you guys said no but it, it's act, i'm actually looking at it now 91 votes 91 70 percent say no 30 percent say yes but it, it's the question i should have refer, i should have phrased it differently should he make the opening night roster? And if you don't have the whole, oh, he was a first-round pick, oh, you're trying to salvage something out of him, then you're likely kissing it goodbye, honestly. But, yeah, that's not Bill Zito's draft pick. It was Dale Talon's back in 2018. But, and the thing is, if you were to trade him now, there's not much value there. And for for a guy who for if you were to put him on waivers, you're risking losing him for nothing. But I mean, another example: look at Jesse Pugliarvi when he was traded to the Carolina Hurricanes, only traded for a third round pick, and he was playing on the same line as Connor McDavid, and he's a fourth overall pick. Grigory Denisenko not drafted as high. I don't. I don't even. I don't even want to throw out there what his value is, but it's not a first round pick nor a second round pick. If you were to try to trade something for him. And a few years ago during the president's trophy winning season, when the Florida Panthers were evaluating their biggest trade chips, Gregory Denisenko was up there. Owen Tippett was the first one as the Florida Panthers eventually traded him for Claude Drew. But there, there isn't much value there for for what you can get back for him. And question is, does he? I still think he does, honestly, because I think there's a little bit of, there's going to be a little bit of stubbornness from the front office as far as trying to make something happen for, for the Panthers. And we we spoke about last even last chance last 
off season or last preseason. How many times are we going to talk about, oh, last chance for Grigory Denisenko? And he has two years on, on, on this current deal. So as far as that, as far as what he brings to the table, it, I, the, the, the expectation level is, is got to be a lot lower now for, for, for me, for me. Uh, and I'm sure it's going to be for you, for you guys as well, listening and just, uh, and what, if he were to make the opening night roster, how many games does he even play? It's going to be really hard to envision at this point in time him playing more than 60 for the Panthers. Hell, even 40. He's going to be your 13th forward. But at the same time, you need that opportunity to see what you got as well. He's going to get his games. They're likely going to play him a lot early on just to see. But there is a, there's a lot of concern there because we spoke about these low-value contracts that you need to bank on in order to c- continue your championship window. Lindell, Mackie Simskevich. And I know Spencer Knight's playing, making 4.5 this year AAV. But even that's a pretty, pretty decent deal for what his trajectory could be. But Gregor Denisenko, man, it's a, it's it's really, it's really hard to envision that, that, for him, that it's going to be, that he, all of a sudden it's gonna it's gonna change. I hope I'm wrong. That's the thing. I hope I'm wrong about Denisenko as far as as far as that because he had a dr- great junior career, and yeah, it's hard to adjust to North American ice. Yeah, there's COVID um, as far as season being lost in in charlotte and having to merge with syracuse but also a lot of players lost time to covid the ohl didn't even have a season so i can't even use that as an excuse for him so what's it going to be for him and uh i'm not i'm not very optimistic he's going to continue getting his games but it's going to be interesting to see we saw him early on with, on the same line as Barkov, but is that going to continue being a thing? I'm going to assume that the top line is going to be Barkov for Hagee and Rodriguez, uh, or or Reinhardt on that right wing, uh, for now. And I and I don't think we're going to see Denisenko there early on because we're still looking for that consistent right wing piece on for Barkov, and it's been a revolving door. For years. Last time the Panthers had that was when Barkov was on the same line as Mike Hoffman and Evgeny Dodonov. So it's been a while. Yeah, Anthony Duclair has had a little bit of time, but he's shifted he's shifted up and down the lineup. But we haven't had that consistent piece on the right side. So not very optimistic right now at this moment in time, but I hope I hope I'm wrong and I hope I it Grigory Denisenko changes my view on it. And these next few game preseason games are going to be very telling as far as that.
But we're going to transition over to segment number three, where we're going to discuss more of Paul Maurice's approach towards the next two preseason games before the Florida Panthers wrap up the preseason. We're going to discuss that more here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Third and final segment here on this Thursday, September 28th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. So we're going to play a little clip of Paul Maurice on what he had to say after the Panthers' 4-1 to loss against the Carolina Hurricanes on Wednesday night. Yeah, it was better than expected in the first. Um, I think the uh, our legs caught up to us a little bit as, as the game went on. Um, so, you know what? I'm not really looking at these games to tell us where the Florida Panthers are in terms of their game. This was an opportunity for almost almost everybody that's pushing, trying to make the handful of spots that we do have available to make their case, right? That's what, what today is. And the same will be Friday night and the same will be Sunday up, in, up north. Um, and we won't draw too hard a light on the game, but I would say just about everybody made a case. There's some good cases. There's some cases that weren't great. So these guys will have a chance to rebound and kind of get a little better with it. But uh, it was good. Yeah, and that's a, that's that's part of the clip of what Paul Maurice had to say. If you want to see the whole media availability, you can go on the Locked On Florida Panthers YouTube channel, which we will be bringing you media availabilities from practice, post-game, morning skates, etc. And we are on, the, on track for 600 subscribers on the Locked On Florida Panthers YouTube channel. And yeah, that's the approach for the Palmeries. Also spoke about how the regulars won't like will likely not be playing in in until next Tuesday on October third, when the Florida Panthers face off the Tampa against the Tampa Bay Lightning at Amway Center in Orlando. And for 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 the Panthers, even before, let's talk about the regulars. Actually, let's actually talk about the power play. Let's talk about it. Finally, we have an opportunity to chat about it and Barkov and Bennett did not practice uh, uh, on Wednesday nor Thursday uh, thankfully with a later recording time Thursday that we get an update on two practices worth of of content for for the cats Barkov had a little bit of an illness Palmer said he's going to rest Sam Bennett had an injury in the Panthers is uh Panthers is a doubleheader game which minor injuries you're gonna you're gonna you're not gonna you're not gonna push someone too hard as far as forcing uh in order to make something worse so it's minor nothing of concern we're likely gonna see sam bennett back uh but carter hagee spotted with a white practice jersey not that gold non-contact jersey that paul marie said that he could be in on on, on Monday and Tuesday when he spoke about it with the media. But the power play, this is what the power play looked like without Barkov uh, on power play one. Etu Lusterainen, Et- Evan Rodriguez, Sam Reinhart, Matthew Kachuk, and Oliver ekman Larson. So what will it be likely? OEL, Kachuk, Sam Reinhart, Evan Rodriguez, Sasha Barkov. Likely, Barkov is going to be on the, the right wing. Evan Rodriguez is going to be on the left. Kachuk being that net front presence and Sam Reinhart being in the bumper position and Oliver Ekman-Larsen being the quarterback. And 
it's going to be, I'm, I'm actually excited to see how OEL conducts a power play. <laughs> and yeah, there's also, there's, there's a, I'm, I'm sure Coyotes and Canucks fans have a lot to say about that. But as far as the veteran presence coming in and without your two star defensemen who are out, this is a good substitute for it for the time being. Power play two, which by the way, Etulustrian was on both units. So it gives us an indication of who's going to be that next man up if there is an injury for someone who happens to play on power play one, which honestly, I would all I would not also mind seeing Carver Hagee on power play one. Give him give him that opportunity because the way that guy scores, especially especially with the fire of a wrist shot that he has, and he's ranked as uh, from the athletic, he's ranked up there as far as I believe he's like tier three players right now in the NHL. Uh, is, um, and the uh, and the Shana Goldman's the, the Don Lushchichin, excuse me. Love he's an analytics darling, Carver Hagee. And the only knock that doesn't bring him to another tier is lack of special teams time for him. And just imagine how many more goals this man can get if you give him more power play time. And he he's just a beauty to watch at five on five. But power play two is gonna look like Carver Hagee, Anton Lindell, Etulus Duranen. Mike Riley, Gus Forsling. That's what power play look like to look like on Wednesday. But with Sam Bennett out right now, you're likely going to see Sam Bennett in place of of Mike Riley. Even though Mike Riley, as far as the little sample size we see, Mike Riley was quick to getting the pucks towards the net from the blue line. So... Of course, with a chip on his shoulder a little bit, only playing 10 games, being bought out, this is also that great opportunity for him to to uh, make make an impact on, on this team, which, again, just going back to what I said in my post game of the first two games, the Panthers have good problems on their hands, and this is once again reinforcing that when you have when you have Etsu Lusterainen jumping in in power play one when guys are guys like a Barkoff and a Bennett are missing a little bit of time just for rest and recovery. So it's uh it it's it's continue it's continuing that argument for, for them. So the, the Panthers we're we're not going to see that in the next two games, but the real indication of that will be starting next Tuesday. And the like like we said earlier, Paul Maurice is gonna give them that they're still gonna be on the ice, they're still going to be pushed. They're still going to be, they're still going to get, they're still going to be tested on their conditioning as well. Not as, not as hard as the first four days, but you, you, you are, you are going to see more of what Mo is going to do structurally with, 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 with the regulars and these next two games, Friday night against Carolina, and Sunday against the Ottawa Senators in Nova Scotia. That is more of what the younger guys are going are going to look to prove as far as guys who are trying to make the NHL roster. So gonna be gonna be exciting. And we're gonna be back with you guys on Monday 
uh, discussing both of those games. We are going to take tomorrow off uh, due to work conflicts and all that stuff. But we are going to take tomorrow off from the podcast and we are going to come back here on Monday to discuss more of the Panthers two games and maybe discuss more of other players who might make a case for making the opening night roster. But in the meantime, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the Lockdown NHL Network, including Lockdown NHL, Lockdown Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Stuart Oden, and Lockdown NHL Prospects. Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. So I'm signing off. And you've been listening to Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.